Uh, pilot, have you, uh, have you seen, uh, Rogue, Rogue One? Let's, uh, talk about it. Over. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know how all pilots sign off? Yeah, by coming. <laughs> What is it again? Bor- Borgullet. 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 <laughs> that came out all wrong. Borgullet. Uh, I, I had it earlier and I yeah, lost it yeah. now. I can't do it. Borgullet. Borgullet. <laughs> it's almost like you're saying portcullis. Portcullis. Now are the Borgullet. 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 And like it's one of those rare uh, character accents that I don't feel bad for doing because it's nothing. Yeah, because it's not it's his. A, it's it's not, just him it's going not like anybody's is the thing. It's me, Forrest Whitaker. It is so cartoonishly not an accent yeah. that someone has yeah. that I don't feel bad about it at all. I do think that, and maybe we'll talk more about this depending on whether we talk about hair or not. We mm. usually do mm. uh, in the hair corner. Um, <laughs> But I think that he did one of the best jobs of matching his accent and his hair <laughs> that any character has ever done in a movie, period, but definitely in a Star Wars movie. Like, it's just his hair is that accent. It's like this sort of fluffy, I'm kind of, I'm letting myself go, like, just like his yeah. body is dying, but he's also <laughs> definitely putting on an accent. And what's so great is that, like, Clearly, there's been like what 18 years in between the opening sequence and yeah. and his voice doesn't change. No, he he has always he's sounded always like that. sounded that. He bad. just maybe a little raspier <laughs> right, and like yeah. Do you think this is a genuine question? I'm ready. Do you think that in Forrest Whitaker's mind? This character, Saul Guerrero, is the sequel to his character from Battlefield Earth. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think the Saul Guerrero is a sequel to his character in Vantage Point. Vantage Point. Oh my God, man, that's a deep pull. Yeah, I hate no, that movie. Nobody fucking remembers that movie. And right I do. From, I do. Okay, fair enough. I watched it. I never saw it. I fucking watched no, no, it. Asia I'm saw sorry. that shit in theaters. No, yeah. I was really excited about it. I was like, a movie from lots of perspectives? It's like Crash again. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love... Everybody I wanna, loved Crash. I want to live in a world... 
I want to live in a world where someone's like, it's just like Crash. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> what could How could this be bad? Everything's it's just like good. Crash, that movie you love. You know what would be especially funny is if it was, if you were saying that about the Stars original series Crash that came out <laughs> after the movie. <laughs> it's just like Crash. It's just like Crash. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Dennis Hopper getting a BJ in the first episode. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, see, I think that maybe is what Vantage Point was missing. Was Dennis Hopper getting a BJ? In the first scene. I feel like Because he did movies. get one. He showed up. He <laughs> got a BJ. And everybody saw it, but from different angles. And they were all like, oh, that's a nasty one. But then some of them were like, oh, it's a good one. That, you know? that, that's, that's Dennis the real. Hopper's, Dennis Hopper's version of a paycheck movie is uh, Dennis Hopper came and got a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Came and got a blowjob okay. movie. Came and got a blowjob movie. Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Uh, each episode, we discuss a particular piece of popular culture, art, in this case, movies... Uh, and we have another one coming up uh, today. I am. <laughs> We've got one coming up. We are, Watch out. Hey, guys, we're kids sticking with the format on this one. If you thought we weren't going to talk about a movie on this movie-related podcast, oh, uh-huh. boy. We're, we're coming at you with another one. Uh, joining me, as always, is my dear friend and co-host, Mr. David Gutchie. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. What's up, man? Our, this is my character for the intro. <laughs> Have you noticed that our our intro, like, hellos, we can't do them seriously? No. I can't say hi to you in a normal way. I don't take myself seriously. Oh, it's just, you know, life's too fun to oh. just sort of settle what down. Is, okay, and where be... is this going, this accent I don't of know. Yours? I think I'm just having a good time. Okay. <laughs> It's it started to veer sort of like Woody Allenish. Yeah, in the middle, like, I make movies and I'm abusive. Okay, you know, no, no. It, thankfully, that... it, thankfully, it got away from Woody Allen oh, in damn tone, it. but it got back to him in text. Oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll bring it back a little bit. Okay. So what are we talking about oh, today? Man, David, Again. this is gonna be so hard. No, this is just my character for the intro. Oh my. God. When we talk, then I better get this intro done, <laughs> yeah, huh? This is me telling oh, you the intro is right, taking right, too right, long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this episode, this episode, we're talking about the 2016 sci-fi blockbuster Rogue <sighs> One: A Star Wars Story. The Rogue One. The Rogue One. You, yeah. you, you know which which Star Wars movie did you watch? Oh, oh the, the, the Rogue the One. The, the Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, by directed by Gareth Edwards. Uh, the first spinoff in the new run of Star Wars movies. Uh, now that Disney owns the rights to them. Yeah. The first of many, seeing as we've got uh, yeah. Solo coming out in like a month. Yeah, soon. Which is nuts. Sooner than it should have. But you know right. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's what? just it's coming out fast, man. <laughs> Just like the Millennium Falcon out of high liper, liper speed. Liper speed. Cool. You should have stuck with your character. <laughs> <laughs> this is a character. Oh. It's okay. David, but I can't say things. Oh, good, good, good. It's a classic character. I'm um, sure early fans of Contextual Deviants will remember <laughs> David being David, but can't say right, things. Right, right. It's a another, good throwback. Yet another... Uh, uh, yet another a retroactive, retroactive classic bit, <laughs> retroactive canonization of a bit. Yep. Yeah, that's our specialty. Uh, that's that's what we do here. That's all we do here. Anyway, this has been an episode of the thing we all we do every episode, which is just make up shit that we did before that we didn't actually do. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Rogue One, a Star Wars story, David. Uh, right. Who do we have in this film? 
David. Who do we have? Who's in this film, David? Well, uh, Felicity Jones is definitely in it. Felicity Jones is for sure in this. We got Diego Luna. We got Riz Ahmed. We got uh, we got Donnie Yen, Alan Tudyk, uh, Baze. Our our, our classic uh, and the the one we're all mad about. We're all mad about Mads. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, Mads. Mad about Mads. He did a great job for us. Whitaker's here. He plays both of our favorite characters, Saul Guerrero. Borgullet. 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 Oh, <laughs> so that's a lot of people that are in this movie yeah a lot of good people in this movie uh and uh so i think uh boy what else do we have to talk about uh can i do one of my little things where i talk about a one or two second shot in this movie and how i really like it i would i would be delighted okay so before we start the context i just want to call out right before in the scene where they're all in the city and Cassian is like, uh oh, this city's about to blow. Like yeah, and they yes. and they just met Baze and Chura and they're chilling. They're not chilling. They're actually freaking out because like they're all trying to get out, maybe they're not sure what's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna do something. Everybody's got guns and they're all gonna attack the stormtroopers. There's one of uh Saul's men that is more of a little like gremlin guy who looks like maybe it's a baby and it's never held a gun before at all like it's this weird hairy gross beast that is just like sitting with its back to a wall and it just looks at its gun like it's just like i'm not sure what i'm supposed to do with this (laughs) and i just love how much the director of this movie decided that every squad had to have a really awkward alien that definitely anatomically could not handle the gun that it was given i love that that is fantastic and so this one little shot of just this little munchkin that's like (laughs) (laughs) like, i just love it a lot so that's my favorite shot in this movie well uh my my favorite alien um uh is a great old sitcom and movie but my uh my favorite alien in this film is the one whose mouth is the size of a person's head who every time they learn, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh, is like yeah. fucking gigantic, yeah. like like fucking Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, um, that one's pretty good. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. Yeah, Tim Burton giant mouth. That new Netflix series, <laughs> Tim Burton's <laughs> Big Mouth. <laughs> it's a sequel yeah. to Big Mouth. Yep, but it's about giant mouth. It's also <laughs> a sequel to Big Eyes, <laughs> and it's giant eyes, giant mouth. <laughs> And Big Fish. Ian McGregor's in it, too. Holy shit, how did I not realize he has two movies that start with the word big? And he's got Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah, and Big the Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) That big Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) Wait, didn't he direct Big with Tom Hanks? And the Big Lebowski? Holy shit, he directed all of these movies. And the Big Sick, yeah. Yeah, he directed every movie that starts with Big, especially Big the Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) oh god and he was an executive producer on the bfg aka Uh, mm, the big mm, fucking giant he he wasn't (laughs) the big fucking giant that that classic steven spielberg kids movie (laughs) the big fucking giant that's why they had to abbreviate it yeah for kids for kids for kids abbreviations for kids Mm -hmm. k-i-d-s that's an abbreviation (laughs) for kids so God let's God damn it. So let's get into the context. Let's get in it. Uh each episode we talk about a film using a series of randomly generated critical contexts that we do not choose in advance but which are instead selected for us via our 
contextual computer. I think we should get right into it. Yeah, me too. Let's do context number one. Computer. <laughs> Explain this movie to aliens. Ooh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Another, okay, wait a minute. This is the second time we've gotten this in a movie that's actually- That has aliens. That's alien-related. Uh-huh. Man, that's weird. Mm. This one, I think, would be even harder than Men in Black, because there's really no Earth-human element to it. Right. There's an easy right. play with aliens in Men in Black. Right. You can say that it's like it's like we what we're like what a, a do and don't of how to act yeah, as an alien. Yeah, it's a manual. Uh huh. Whereas this, this one, is less of that. this one's a little bit more complicated. Um, it, well, one of the easy ways that you can sort of get out of this explaining this movie to aliens is that the movie itself sort of says, "No, no, no. This isn't the future or even your galaxy." This is in the very distant past in a galaxy that's very far away. <laughs> and so, yes, all of the cr- most of the creatures do look exactly like uh-huh. us. But that coincidence, you know, it's a big universe. <laughs> and there's bound to be another David somewhere out there on some planet and I could find him and be like, "What's up, David?" Yeah. And he would not be anything like me, but he'd look exactly like me. That is the plot of another Earth. Yeah, now, yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> Uh, the the question I have is, how upset do you think aliens would be watching a movie in which a bunch of humans develop a weapon that can blow up an entire planet? Mm. Do you think they might be like, hey, maybe that's a thing that they're thinking about doing or capable of doing, and mm. we should make sure they don't do that? I think that's... Well, okay. On one hand, I think... It could be seen as that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably giving the aliens a little less than the amount of credit they deserve. Okay. I think if you watch Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Star Wars Rogue One, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. Rogue One, a Star Wars Rogue One story. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you see that the people that develop the Death Star are obviously the bad guys. And obviously the people that made this movie, the Earth people that are explaining it to aliens are like, no, no, no guys there's guys these are the ones that we kill <laughs> these are the bad ones we would never do that we would never we would never aliens aliens i love you aliens i love you aliens Aww. Aww. must love aliens <laughs> starring john cusack john cusack john john cusack <laughs> Um, That's the name of my character from the intro, John Cusack. John Cusack. Oh, if anybody asks me for my John Cusack, I'm going to give them that and they're going to love it. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Man, that's my it's now my third favorite new David, new old David character Mm, behind Prankley Simpson and uh, the ASMR (laughs) microphone reviewer who's close friends with Clive Owen, (laughs) who also is really big into ASMR. Clive. Oh God! So, Um, I think, I think, I think this movie would be. I worry for the same reasons that I worry about explaining Men in Black to aliens. I worry about explaining Star Wars, any Star Wars, to aliens because it represents an understanding of space travel that is probably inaccurate, and an understanding of space in general as probably Mm. inaccurate. Ships. (laughs) you know experiencing gravity and falling down when they get shot all this sort of stuff that aliens would be like what we've 
I mean, since they've gotten here, right, right, right. they've done right. this thing they, and they, they know like out, yeah. your movie sucks, dogs. Like yeah. this is stupid. We know how. So oh, I think that's we, interesting. That... We, we might have to justify that we are dumb. Like, hey, we haven't really been to a lot of space. Right. We've done a little, we got, but we haven't we been barely, to a lot of it. Really. We went up to that one little rock up there. Yeah. But mostly we don't go to space because it's better to spend our money killing each other right is what we've decided it's too hard it's too hard (laughs) to just stand still on another planet we got to be down here running around killing each other it's it's so much easier it's worth it's worth the money why would we anyway so that would be a part of what i would need to explain to aliens about this movie is well we imagine that space is like this because we haven't actually been there because we spend our money on other things do we yeah so do we play it as an ignorance thing like Absolutely. This is what we yeah. think it might be like to be out in space. Yeah. Um, including that including that scene where uh, at the very end of this movie where one of the ships undocks from that thing where Darth uh-huh. Vader's just standing there. And it's like when you're standing out at the back of a cargo plane and you're like, if the door is open, you can like stand yep. there. Okay. Yeah. But it's in the middle of in space. space. It's in space. And Darth Vader's just standing there with the fucking door open, just yeah, like, fine. meh. And there's all the these stormtroopers there, fine. and they're like, nobody's yeah. fucking doing anything. I'm like, there's no, like, force field or anything that we can yeah. see. There's got to be some, like, someone somewhere is like, actually, yeah, that ship uh, has a seal. It's a, uh, you can't see yeah. it. Yep. Um, which, fine. Fine. Whatever. G. <laughs> Luke's. But, um, but that would be, I, I would assume, something that aliens would find very comical. Um, yeah. So we could play it that way. We could almost play it like a space com or like a comedy. Oh sure. No, hey, no, no I don't think we could. One. Not, not this one. Not this one. No. Um, I think there I think, are uh, there are maybe elements of some Star Wars movies that you could play as comedy. Yeah. I don't think this one no, really probably works not this that well. One. I um, worry about uh, having to apologize for the potentially xenophobic nature of alien portrayals yeah that could be real tough because we don't know what aliens are like so we have to like piece together based on nothing and so many of the star wars aliens just don't make anatomical sense no and they never have it's always been just kind of like a what do we have lying around and it's always (laughs) like uh, like one or two aliens of the same species are allowed to be in a movie at a time right but that's that's but then then the rest of of the protagonists are all humans yeah and then there's like maybe one protagonist as an alien, but probably not. And like no. Yoda's there a little bit, and he's maybe like, right? Is is Yoda the best alien in Star Wars? Like, is he like the the most I mean, respectable portrayal yeah. of an alien? Oh, who's better? I think the problem is is that all of the aliens that we would be inherently. Uh, drawn to or the ones that we sympathize with are humanoid in shape yeah like you've got yoda who's basically just like a really tiny version of a human of a person who's like old Mm -hmm. and old and green and got big ears but like like we all get (laughs) right right and then chewbacca who's like oh yeah he's like tall but he's like you know, and yeah, you can tell he's not human necessarily. Human, he's shaped like a human. But he's still... And he's portrayed like by a human. guy in a suit. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a human. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but and all they're the other ones, incredibly human. Like, of the few aliens, even Admiral Ackbar. Uh, and in this movie, yeah. there are, like, two or three aliens from that mm-hmm. species. And I'm pretty sure those are the only, like, repeat species yeah. in the movie of aliens. Uh, the species, of course, let us not forget, named Mon Calamari. 
Right. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. That's I sort totally of forgot about another that. little brick on top of that house of, hey, aliens, we're sorry that we disrespected <laughs> you so much by making these movies. Right. We didn't so, know you were real. Every <laughs> alien, every alien that's not that gets that's not shaped in a humanoid yeah. fashion. Somewhat. Is just like, a with sign. two arms, two legs and yeah. like a head with a mouth. It's part of the set. Right. I mean, more or than, they, or it's or a, they get Im- killed or it's like a Jabba terrifying the thing. Like the, Borgullet. the, yeah, the Borgullet is, yeah. uh, is really, uh, is really gross. Um, the job of the hut, of course, in your classic, example. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah. So, so I think, I think in a sense it's, it's a very, it could come across as very human supremacist. Oh yeah. Uh, that, I feel like would be real dicey with aliens. Mm-hmm. I think we might want to hold back on this one. Yeah, and not uh, not show them Rogue but, One. But okay, so let's assume aliens come down, they see Rogue yes. One, and they're yep. like, "Explain this." Explain. This. So he, we have to establish up front that they understand fiction uh, yes. as a concept. Yeah, I think must. we talked about this when we did the Prestige. Yeah, is we have to make sure that they understand fiction just in general, <laughs> right? Because if they don't understand the idea of telling a story and making it look realistic, then well, yeah, then whatever. We've got a then whole bunch. That's of problems. a different podcast, right? Um, but I think I think assuming that they understand the general concept of fiction and that we can convince them of like acting and that kind of right. thing, then we have to then what we have to worry about is the story and its setting uh-huh. and all of that, uh, which, as we've said, could be very touchy. Yeah, that, so, parts of it. Parts anyway. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think at its core. I, I don't know how much of it actually would be that hard to misunderstand mm-hmm. by an alien. Yeah. Because a lot of it has to do with pretty realistic technology. But I should say realistic technology. Technology that is uh, self-evident. It's like, oh, that's a ship. And they go from this place to that place in that ship. And then these people walk around and they talk to each other. What of the drama or what of the human drama in this would be confusing to people. Well, and I was actually just thinking, I think... Oh, sorry, to people, to aliens. To, to aliens. Aliens are people, too. Thank you. Um, to I think the way to play this to an alien would be to, like, strip away the set dressing as much as possible, be like, you know, like, you don't have to focus on the characters or, or their motivations or the plots because then you would have mm-hmm. to understand the Star Wars universe in general and all right. that. What you need to understand about this movie and its story and the thing the message that we think aliens could get on board with with us is that there are always going to be factions that want to be stronger and more uh more overpowered than uh, Mm. anyone else they want to be able to wipe out their enemies and control everything right and then there are always going to be people who want to oppose that so that there can be more freedom and harmony and we're of the we (laughs) we as a society value the people who don't want to be overly mm. militaristic and like dominate everything we prefer right we we root for the the people freedom. who are more more for freedom more yeah. for equality more for just sort of a general peace in general if sure. if possible and so i think to an alien they could see this and be like okay well none of these aliens look right and these human it's hard to tell the good humans and the bad humans and sometimes but you mm. can tell like <clears throat> this is the faction of humans that we want to aspire to and this is the the sort of uh species and humans that we want to condemn yeah. or or avoid and so if you, i think if you break it down into sort of the elemental that core makes a lot of sense the the moralistic um uh bent of the movie it would give them a better idea of it would give them a, an idea of 
the the morals that we value uh, in our cinema in terms of mm, good good true. versus evil, absolutely, uh, and what how we define that as such somewhat in one aspect, but it would also uh, let them know um, some of the the dichotomies between our art and our society. Because at the same time as we're making these movies about like about blowing up the Death Star and and uh, making sure that no one can have that much power, um, like Kanye would say, Thanks, Kanye. Uh, we're uh, we're also like we've got nuclear bombs. That yeah, keep getting we're, we're kind of I mean, America is making this movie and America is making the Death Star. Yes. Like I mean, in, in so, some ways. So, so it also it also presents the sort mm-hmm. of. Um, the fact that there are multiple sides of humanity there we're not a we're not a, a singular culture yeah that's um, important to represent to aliens yeah i think i think in that sense it could help i mean most sure. movies could probably help <laughs> yeah. aliens to understand it's like so not every human being is the same right and we don't all think the same way just uh, like the aliens probably right. unless they are a hive mind in which case in which case whatever in which case who knows yeah whatever and then we wouldn't even have to explain it to them. They just absorb us into their hive mind. They get everything. It's fine. Hey, that's my hope. Yeah, that would save us a lot of explanations. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think, man, I think that might be the only the only way to really like easily explain this to movies uh, to aliens in a way that they're not going to be like, kind of like. But why freaked. is that person that? size and shape like why is right why is that alien like that ignore all of the representation of bodies in this movie and also ignore the the overall universe and plot because you're not gonna pick any of that Mm. shit up nope uh don't worry about that guy with the breathing problem and the like black <laughs> Please helmet don't. And cape. You know what? We don't worry about him either. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> him. That guy's not it's real. Fine. Don't worry about it. He's not real. Um yeah, Perfect. that's how I would play it. Yeah, that seems like it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts on how we would explain this to aliens? <laughs> no, I think that's that's the serious way. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, is there a, is there a non-serious <laughs> way? Well, probably, but yeah. I don't want to get into that. No, I don't either. Mm-mm. I feel like <laughs> okay uh let's move on to another context mr 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 incredible that's what i'm calling you now hey thanks. congratulations you I got upgraded from what was my classic bit name before um mr interminable Ooh. Mm. uh computer let's get another context going yeah gamification Make up a game based on this movie. Ooh, I, was there one? Uh, for Rogue One, I don't know that there was. I, I don't, don't think that there was. Person. I think it tied into, because that was around the time the first Battlefront mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, well, those the are the Star Wars games the that are being produced right now. There aren't other ones. So right. I think it, some of the characters or locations are probably in one of the Battlefronts. Right. So Good let's call. But let's focus on uh, like, a, like a Rogue One game. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be a video game. But let's just think of oh, like yeah, what true. would the ideal version of a Rogue One game look like? Ooh. Or like, what are some some ways you could do it? I mean, I love a good co-op game. Yeah. And the final assault on Skara? Skira? Sakar? Nope, that's the planet from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, correct. I think it's... Skarin? Skarin? Oh, man. We really should have... That one. We both literally watched this less than 24 hours ago. Star Wars names, man. They're impossible to remember. Cut. The final assault (laughs) (laughs) is really... It's a... 
felt exactly like when you play a co-op game and you start to feel like you're succeeding and then something else goes wrong. And then you have to like solve this new problem and like you're barely hanging in and then, oh, and then one of your characters died. And so now you have to climb this pile of hard drives, pull one out. Oh, but you dropped it. Oh no. And someone fell. Oh, and there's this other, like always these things happening. It feels like an RPG. Yeah. And a co-op game at once. And I think a co-op game of that final assault would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you pick your squad just like they do. The whole movie is the squad pick. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, we're going in with Bodhi and we're going to send Baz and Churid over here. Baz, excuse me. Baz and Churid. Baz Lerman. We're going to send Lerman. Over here. Baz Lerman stays and makes movies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well let's he... send him out in the front lines. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's no, mean. No, not Baz. Uh, we need him. Do we? The Great Gatsby too. <laughs> What's going to happen to that dude floating in that pool? The less Great Gatsby. Gap- <laughs> Gatsby. Gaps- Ugh, fuck me. Gatsby. Gatsby. The fun anal porn version of Gatsby. <laughs> Star Wars names. <laughs> ah, Star Wars names. Grape Gapsby. The Grape Gapsby. <laughs> He's just a purple guy. He's just a purple Hey, it's me, the Grape Gatsby. Grap- what? Wait, the Grape Gapsby? <laughs> I can't even make it wrong. The Grape no, you Gapsby. Know what? You can't make it wrong. It makes itself. It's perfect. The Grape Gapsby. The Grape Gapsby. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Hey, I'm a grape. I'm the Grape Gapsby. <laughs> Um, no. Yeah, gross. <laughs> well, that's nasty. But now that we figured that out, um, the the, uh, what the are we talking you were about? talking about character picking RPG kind of style. Yeah, and actually, so, I think that's really perfect because yeah. um, all of the characters kind of do level up a little bit as they go Ooh, along. Yeah, true. You've got um, you've got Jin sort of. Um, You've got she gets um, conviction. She gets yeah. So so it's more of like a like a um, personality kind of sort of like yeah. You, you know how in RPG systems you'll have like will and uh, mm-hmm. and stamina and like uh, cunning and or like, right now what do they call it? Uh, fucking well, sometimes like intelligence, sometimes intelligence, wild, wisdom, sometimes charisma, charisma all, all of these yeah. sort of non-combat stats that people right. have that do still affect how you perform. Yes, and I think uh, oh the blind character. Uh, turret turret Mm -hmm. i think he has the most claim to an (laughs) rpg arc in that he gets uh good at at shooting and then at the end he levels up to being able to dodge laser fire right yeah he he gets the ability to just be with the force so well that he can just walk through exactly Uh uh-huh i think yeah i think an rpg really fits with this one well because uh, much like some of the we were talking about jrpgs before we started recording yes like chrono trigger is a great example of a game Mm -hmm. where it's it's a game where you 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 start as a character uh who gets thrust into this sort of difficult situation and then you meet up with a couple other characters who are in that same situation Uh and then you join a team and then all of you are yeah. fighting these enemies and then you meet more characters and then you, you like you can only have three people at a time in your party so you right. have to swap them out based yeah. on who's got the so right you say stats. okay well we've got to take we've got to do some spying on balen balen galen galen or so balen what am balen. i doing wow we are really <laughs> bad with the names today and oh then barbar clanks is barbar clanks <laughs> Uh, so you're spying on Galen Erso and you're like, oh, who's, who's the best at spying? Oh, well, we've got this guy with a sniper rifle and we've got this guy who's blind. Let's send the blind guy. Yeah. Just right. Let's, let's... Uh, so you've got all these different missions that you go on throughout the RPG mm-hmm. and you choose your squad for each one. It could be set up a little bit like a Metal Gear Solid game too. Because oh, my they now. often head back to a base to talk again about what the next thing is. I think it, it could be a short version, but very frequently there's a thing that happens and then there's a, 
okay, now we got to talk about the recon for the next mission. And then we got to go do that next mission. Uh, I will quibble with you. Metal Gear Solid, not very mission-based. Metal Gear Solid 5, okay, yeah, very much 5 maybe is the reason I was thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess parts of four. You know, this is an interesting thing. Sure. But, 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 but the, the but like, go, right out, and go yeah. out and do a mission, and then you come back to the base and you talk to your squad. Bioware games are a lot like this. Where yes. you go out on a mission, and then you come back and you talk to everyone, you check in with all your favorite characters. <laughs> and <laughs> it's still progressing. Like, you're uh-huh. still, things are yeah. still and evolving and changing but like you mm-hmm. do get that moment of debriefing right. sort of like what just happened what needs to happen yep and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you plan the next one and then finally the final assault involves everyone and you have to place them all in their opportune places and yeah. orchestrate it it's almost like an rts yes but, but it gets more and more that way as the game goes on at first it's more or less just a straightforward rpg adventure yeah and then as it grows it becomes almost this like squad management game where you're having to issue orders to people to right. take out the shield and then the fleet's going to come in at this time and then like all that sort of crazy stuff. And it would be interesting to see like different modes of play based on the characters that you're controlling. Ooh. Like um, how uh, bleh, it seems like um, every character has their own sort of play style uh, or things that yeah. they're good at. Okay. Like so-and-so's good at talking their way through problems. So-and-so's good at like shooting. So-and-so's good at fighting hand-to-hand. So-and-so's mm-hmm. good at sneaking. The sort of yeah. thing you'd get in an RPG. Yeah. They're, um, they're, it's a good party specialization. comp. Specialization. Yeah, good party comp. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, I, never mind. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think this would actually make a pretty good video game. Oh, yeah, and I absolutely. Think, I think the thing that it would do the best for is uh, some of the semi-arbitrary plot point the plot devices of okay now we have to go and get this thing okay well we got this thing and it pointed (laughs) us to this thing Uh well we get to in order to get to this thing we have to talk to this person and this person and get them to agree to whatever and then yeah if anything they'll point us in the direction it is the plot of rogue one might have made a better plot for a video game you know what movie i wonder (laughs) i wonder if maybe because ea Around the time that this was being made, shuttered a bunch of the smaller game studios that were working Uh on Star Wars games uh, in order to focus on, like, one big Star Wars game. On DICE making Battlefront. Uh And I think that's it. Because they shuttered, they ended up shuttering uh, Star Wars Online, or Knights of the Old Republic Online. Correct. Or the Old Republic, that's what it was. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then... uh, and then they're doing like mobile stuff, but really, I think that's it now. Yeah. Like, so, so maybe that all of the studio people just went to this movie and they were like, "We know how to do a plot." Well, no, Let's I have just wonder, lots of I, I was gonna say, I wonder if maybe there was a game that they were working on, oh, sure. and they were like, "Well, now we want to make mo- more spinoff movies. We need more Star Wars plots." Ah. They're like, "What games are we working on?" They're like, "Well, this one, the game's not really Ooh. working out. Like, or we don't, we haven't sunk that much yeah. time into it, but we've got a story sort of, sort of put together." And they're like, well, yeah, we can make a game out of that, and uh, or a fucking movie out of that story. Make a game out of that. And uh, like, that's almost what it feels like. And I know yeah. that's not how it happened, but I like to think that's Let's, how it happened. What? Welcome to, as it happens. As it could have happened. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh. Welcome to as it could have happened. <laughs> um. So I think one could make a very good action RPG oh, with yeah. RTS elements. Totally. Even turn based, I'd I'd play yeah. the shit out of it. I would make an argument for it also being a pretty good uh, co-op board game. Just the final one, though. Just the final, you are a squad of rebels and you're trying to infiltrate and there's some stealth elements to it and there's some uh, like clock-based elements mm-hmm. to it. Okay. Uh, 
almost like some of the puzzle room in a box style games that require you to solve certain codes that are random every time and like be able to overcome enemies in a tactical battle while also doing this other thing. Like everybody has a job and they're all trying to do it and they're making Mm -hmm. dice rolls and they're figuring out how to get to the top of the tower and do all these things. And it does have some pretty reasonable time, time elements built into it, you know, with like, uh, you know, the Death Star eventually has to show up. Right. Uh, That's like the you, final turn is like, oh, the Death Star's here. Like, let's see got, if we can finish. figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, there's lots and then of there's clock. like, maybe it's like, yeah, and there's extra, there's bonus objectives. It's like, you have to get uh, the, you yeah. have to get the message out. Like that's right. You have you, to, that's a win or lose you, situation. Yep, yep. Uh, whether or not anyone survives. Right. You is could like save people. Bonus. Uh-huh. Depending on how many, like, because only one of you needs to survive to get the message out. Yep. But how many of you get in a ship and leave? Yeah. Before and it if ends, it's none, you, you still points. win as long you as you get win. the message. As long out. as you did the message. But it's not. Thing it's that. not uh, as big of a win. It's a, it's a bittersweet win, <laughs> much right. like a Rogue One, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think. You it, know, honestly, I think this yeah. this could make a it pretty good be, game. It, it could, could almost make a better games. game than a movie. Oh, I think it could definitely make a better video game than a movie. Which isn't to say any. Uh, no, not to say the quality of the movie is poor. I just you know. It sounds like it would be a pretty yeah. cool game to play. I think something that we didn't mention that, uh, or we haven't mentioned yet, that I wanted more from this movie that could that could be helped by it being a video game was character moments that were mm-hmm. not in the middle of combat. Uh, yeah. I think Bioware again is great yeah. at having these check ins yeah. and just like, hey, do you want to talk to this person for a half hour while you go on some weird adventure? Do it. Yeah. Like Jin and Cassian just go hunt for some weird relic in yep. and they think it might help them try to, to track down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think, I, I think I keep coming back to Bioware in my head too, because the, uh, Bioware made the star Wars Knights of the old Republic. Games, did, and then uh-huh. they made mass effect, which is, which is the basically same star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same thing, but somehow better because it's like yep. huge and, yeah, it's fun great. and I love it. And but, I think that you yeah. could, it would benefit from having more time yeah. to spend with each character, getting to learn a little bit about them, just like the KOTOR games. Mm-hmm. You could spend hours just sort of doing character missions with uh, that one mean robot. <laughs> the, the mean, another mean robot. Another mean robot. Uh, I, this is a video game. Yeah, Christian. it is. I'm pretty sure we're talking about a video game now and not yeah. a movie. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, I think what could make this they could still make this as a Bioware game. Yeah. Because both Knights of the Old Republic and uh, Mass Effect have the same I don't want to say flaw but they have a similar character trait in that the main characters in both franchises are like they become sort of like Chosen One-esque yes, sort of true. savior characters in, in these like high drama like yeah. in one it's like Jedi and Sith and then in Mass Effect it's like the the he's the, like the, the first Reapers human and... uh he's the first human uh what do they call it Spartan uh is that uh, Spartan? No, nope, that's that's Halo. A, that's I wanted to say a shepherd but that's your name. Nope, the shepherd's wow. the name. Wow. Wow, we're bad. Today. I mean, I played the first two. I played the first one and I don't remember what they're called. But anyway, you It's play, a thing like a it's Spartan. It's a thing. It's like a big it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. And so uh, so having a new version, like a new spinoff or a Rogue One game wherein you are the foot soldier rather than the big name yeah. hero. And then you have to sort of like rise up to the occasion, which is what I think the really movie does cool. does well conceptually. It's like these aren't these aren't Jedi. 
They don't have yeah. special powers. Uh, mm-hmm. And other than the the main character being related to a scientist working <laughs> on the Death Star, uh-huh. no one has any like inherent. Yeah, they're just sort born... of regular folks. Yeah, they're they're just regular people, a part of the rebellion, or mm-hmm. in Generoso's case, just like trying to get by. Yeah, and then they get sucked into this bigger narrative. And I think it's I think it's a different sort of take on that kind of movie, which is yeah. what I think would make it more interesting as a game. Uh, I think especially it, in light of other Bioware games where you are yes. always a messiah yep. and maybe you could not be yeah or you could be a you know a savior of a thing but not of the entire universe every right. time sometimes you can just have a victory at the end and that can be fine yeah uh-huh. well and I think it, they could it would give them plenty more moments of like uh, interacting with the world and seeing some of the aftermath of these bigger events that we know oh, about sure, from yeah. the extended universe Especially in Star Wars, that works really well because it's like if you've seen the main films, you know what the big moments are in the story beats and you living on the ground level in the universe while those things are going on. There's going to be ripple effects. There's yeah, going to be things cool. that have happened that you are going to experience. And in the movie, that's you get like cool. hints of that here right. and there. But I think in a, in a full fledged like Bioware style action RPG, you'd there'd be plenty of little Easter eggs you could come up, uh, come upon characters you could talk to who oh, were involved man. in those other they things. They would have way too much fun with that. Oh yeah. Cause there's so much you stuff for the star Wars people to do. Oh man, they'd love it. It'd be great. It'd be super fun. It'd be great. It would honestly be great. I would play the shit out of that. Yes. EA, are you listening to this? Just, just don't make it like all loot boxes <laughs> and I'll buy it. If you can do this. <laughs> pay 4.99 to unlock k2 <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking ea they'll never learn they won't though because they're still making money yeah they, this is a side tension it's the worst get them don't buy ea's games okay bye this has been david telling you what to do with your money <laughs> let's do another context let's do it let's die <laughs> Ugh, gross what? computer Neil deGrasse Tyson's nitpicky realism corner. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I already mentioned one of them, which is ships don't sink mm-hmm. when they lose power in space. They are not being propelled, like, they aren't hovering Right, I guess space. it depends on, you can argue that it's based on the gravitational pull of the Earth. Sure, if the they're planet. in very close orbit to a planet, right. maybe. But even then, it would probably not be that immediate. Yeah, probably not. If they're not. in atmosphere, perhops, it would be yeah. that immediate. But they're clearly not. They're in the middle of space. Right. There's nothing out there that's going to Well, wait, which time are we talking about? Any time. There's so <laughs> many times in all the Star Wars movies. That's that, true. And it's, it's for us. It's for the viewer because that's what we see when we see a plane go down. Right. Is the, it loses power and then it floats and it's scary to see it out of control mm-hmm. and you can't really communicate the out of controlness without making it look to me like it's out of control the other thing that we do with star wars that is silly is all of the sounds that happen when tie fighters fly past yeah. and it's oh like near yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no oh. none of or that happens in space the pew pew pews none of it no nope. none of that is going on in any of those space battles nope. if this technology was real and that's just the space battles we're and not even we're not even getting battles. into the fact that lasers on the ground yeah uh, lasers don't actually have a color or a visible no. spectrum <laughs> no, they do. and lasers certainly at least in the way that we would understand them, mm-hmm. aren't separate small beams. No, there aren't out. little chunks. It would be like one quick beam, right? And it would it's be a like a long a connected, yeah. like thread, yeah. basically. There's no way our eyes are fast enough to see the front or the end of exactly. that beam. 
exactly. impossible. It would just be, yeah, it would just be like a flash if there was any mm-hmm. light at all, if there had yeah. been, like, if it was the kind <laughs> of laser that you, like, equipped with some kind of light, which I, I guess you, you would do for, like, aiming purposes, I could see doing yeah, that. maybe. But, like, otherwise, if you're, like, if you're, like, on a stealth mission, you're going to want to make sure that that gun has no trace so they can't right. tell what direction it came from or yeah, anything. Because otherwise, it's just a straight line to where you are. Yeah, and that's terrible, you know. Um... Like, hey, what's up? It's me. <laughs> so just, like, imagine just a bunch of invisible, like, explosions going on. If it was weird, we have no way of knowing how a laser gun would actually fire. Right. we because, don't have that thing. Because that's not a thing. Yeah. But we understand how lasers look, which is and to they say don't they don't look, look, like, look like anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless you, like, Man. are able to add something to the visual spectrum in order to make it visible. Star Wars is kind of, like, eerily quiet then. Yeah. Like, those battles where there's all the pews. Like, just kind of, I'm wondering how you could, like, I'm sure, I'm sure some fan wants to or has done this, is make a space battle or a ground battle would be easier, mm-hmm. sort of trying to be simulative about the technology. <laughs> and, like, I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson would love oh, to yeah. make this and be like, this is how physics should be. Uh, this is how we would watch this. Happen. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it would be interesting to see if... Um, if there was as much noise in a general battle, because if there yeah. wouldn't be the bullet sounds like, I think the way they right. shot a lot of the action sequences in this is similar to like a saving private Ryan kind of yes. like boots on the ground. Absolutely. Lots of uh, yep. sand and water yep. flying everywhere. They set it on a beach specifically, I think to get some of that. Effect. Yes, I, I agree. I think, I mean, I don't, I obviously we weren't there in the making of it, but I think it's very evocative of like a saving yep. private Ryan D day kind of invasion mm-hmm. kind of scene. Yeah. And that's the mood of the whole thing is yeah. we're here and we will probably die, but we're here. Yeah. It's exactly, it's like a suicide mission. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, I think it would be interesting to see that because our understanding of that kind of scene is that it's very loud. There's gunfire, there's screaming, there's explosions, there's just all sorts of uh, crashing and planes flying overhead and everything. But imagining (laughs) it's super quiet, imagining that none of the guns make a noise. The explosions are still happening. The Explosions are still happening and people are still screaming. Yeah. Imagine someone getting like just like screaming bloody murder, but there's no gunfire. Yeah. And but people are just falling down all over you or like all over around you and like bleeding out or like that would be so it, it would be eerie. Have you ever played paintball? I have. It was paintball a little bit like that. Is it? I, anyway? I scream a lot. When okay, I play right. Not when I get shot. I just scream a lot. No, but I, like it's it's a very silent sort of like the mm-hmm. guns don't make a lot of noise. Yeah, definitely. And, definitely not like machine gun noise. No, no. Uh, but it would be a little bit like paintball. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thought that I had. Okay. If I'm in a corner that's nitpicky, mm-hmm. I want to know what is going on with Baze's gun. Uh, so he's got this big, this giant, just this giant laser, big fucking like whatever pump action yeah. laser. Yeah. Gun. Okay. So it's pump action, which yeah. what is happening in there? Then it's got a, a clip sort of yeah. that's coming out of it, going into this like backpack, tank, a backpack thing. tank that he has on his back. What's in that clip? What's in that tank? Yep. And can you at all proved to me that that wasn't done just to evoke people that carry miniguns around. Yeah, I was thinking like, that. Actually, you know what it looks like? It's a flamethrower. 
Yeah, the tank I, does look I, like a flame. I tank. would I would put I would put dollars to donuts that yeah. when they made that item, like the props department built mm-hmm. that gun, they were thinking like flamethrower. That he would, and, and then they're like, nah. It lasers. was more like a laser machine gun sort of thing, which really like doesn't need if, that much power. The Star Wars universe really like it, uses flamethrowers, which they certainly could. It's not Do like they? they. I don't think so. I think they have in the game, maybe. I don't know. Ah, fuck it. What matters is this looks like a flamethrower. Yeah, flame it does. It and what I thought during the movie was okay. Maybe he's got like a bunch of whatever Vespine gas or whatever the thing is oh, that they use to to like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it's something like that. I don't gas remember. out of a Vespa. Gas right? out of a Vespa. <laughs> out of the back. It's of something Vespa. that Cloud City makes. <laughs> You're right. Because uh, that's it's their Bespin. export. At Bespin. They're, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bespin gas. Oh man, all the best Vespas come from Bespin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Vespine gas. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so I think maybe it's just filled with that. And that in, is an argument to be made that somehow it makes his bullets more powerful if he can like infuse more of it in there. Yeah. The idea of that character is that somehow because he has a bigger gun, it hurts more. Right. But I don't really get the logic of that at all. Well, and OK, here's the thing that drove it. me that I like I actually did think during that last shootout sequence with him. Yeah. Is he's like pump actioning and he shoots somebody and they like blow away he gets shot yeah. in the shoulder and he like stumbles but then but he keeps going fine? and i'm like what is up with the armor that yeah. everyone is wearing that a single shot from any gun <laughs> this isn't even just his gun no everyone other people go flying like stormtrooper mm-hmm. like for some reason the rebels have a much easier time surviving and they yeah. are not wearing armor they have plot armor christian they're just wearing fucking coats and yeah and so that's definitely something to nitpick about is that's the stormtroopers really. dying from being hit by a pole uh yeah. by turret's pole they <laughs> oh just my God. die that's amazing yes uh, yes you were 100 percent. and right. them falling over is great them jumping backwards i mean it's stuntman i get it like every oh, every movie has uh, a group of people that get shot and jump backwards when they get <laughs> shot and spin like 40 times. Right. Like that's, that's what a stunt man loves to do. Like I get it. A stunt person, excuse me. Uh, they love to do that. And so there's a part of it that's just, you're an extra die now. And they die in a big way. Right. But it really ruins any threat that I feel like the characters are under because while one shot will kill a stormtrooper, ba-bam, they go flying right. against the wall. Right. It takes four, five, six to even hurt someone and then they can still survive maybe. Right. If they're, Again, if they're it's a like main a video character. Game. Yeah. Again, you got... It's like a video game. You can take as many <laughs> hits as you want. You hit a soldier once and they're down. Oh, weird. It's, it's they're ridiculous. literally fodder even though they are the military. It's right. Pretty ridiculous. Oh, man. That's the whole franchise though with the stormtroopers is oh, they're, yeah. they're yeah. like, they're so disposable yeah. and yet they're like these highly trained elite soldiers. They've always been a huge plot hole in the franchise, the way that they are oh, yeah, characterized. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> Anything else? Let's see from well, this movie this that mo- didn't make sci-fi sense. Cause a lot of it. Okay. This might not be a nitpicky realism situation and it might just be more of a, um, aesthetically confusing problem. Ooh, fun. Uh, what's up with that? Like lava castle that they go to at oh, one point where Darth Vader's hanging out. Oh yeah. What was yeah, that? Yeah. I don't know what where that was. was. He? Where was that? Why was it there? Cause yeah. it, it, this is what we see in the movie. We see the, the fucking, whatever his name is, the, the, the bad guy commander. The, com, uh, I designed the death star. God, I just watched this before we started recording. His name and I doesn't can't remember matter. His fucking That's the name. thing. His name doesn't um, matter. 
he goes to visit what we find out is Darth Vader, but we don't know why he's there. Yeah. But he's at this lava planet, and there's like lava yeah. fucking everywhere. And then this giant like black tower that looks <laughs> a lot like the Tower of Sauron in yeah, Mordor. It do. Uh, I mean, it looks like Mordor just in general, yeah. uh, with somehow more lava. Mm-hmm. And then he lands, and then there's like a guy there who's like, "Hey, Darth Vader, the guy's here." Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then it's like. Darth Vader's just hanging out in a tank yeah. of water with his arms and legs off because he doesn't have them. Don't have them. And he's just f- fucking hanging there. He's just chilling like a little nug. Underwater. And I, it's like, what is the point of this building? Yeah. Like, why is it so huge? Why is it shaped the way that it is? Why is it in this location? <laughs> why is this entire este- like no, thing it didn't established mean anything for pretty either. much it w- just him in a water tank yeah. that could go anywhere? It wasn't meaningful in no. any way. Here's my theory. Here's I think Darth Vader's character in this movie is representative of the Darth Vader we don't get to see that's exploring his new identity. Oh my god. Darth Vader doesn't know who he is yet as Darth Vader. He knows that oh I'm Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I hate sand. Fucked all those stormtroopers <laughs> and the sand people and whatever. I don't know. Natalie Portman's cute. And so he said all that and he did all that. And then he became Darth Vader and he was like, I'm putting on this sweet helmet after I got burned up. Now what am I? And so there's two moments specifically where I can, I can just see that he's like, am I this? And one of them is that he's like, maybe I'm Sauron. (laughs) Maybe I'm Sauron from Lord of the Rings, which he knows about, which he does know about. And then he was like, no, 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 maybe I'm not Sauron. Maybe I'm that cool villain that makes jokes when I choke people. Right. And it, he Which, like makes a joke. He's like, maybe I'm the joke don't, guy. Was it, don't, like, uh, don't choke, on your, choke on your aspirations. Which is like, hey, it's fair. But like coming out of Darth Vader so weird. was a little weird. And his face, the guy's face when he's oh like, when God. he gets up from choking yeah. and he's like half smiling. And it's just like, what? Did, why are <laughs> like, we did li- he like, like that what? joke? <laughs> did he, was he like, oh, that was pretty good, he's Darth. He's like, ah, you choked nice. me. But that was a pretty good joke. Yeah. yeah. Party on oh, Darth. Party. Party on Darth. What a fucking yeah. weird moment. But that, like, those are the two moments where I'm like, who is Darth Vader? And then yeah. I realized, no, 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 no. He doesn't know who Darth Vader is. It's okay. You know what just occurred to me? What? Was that the same lava planet from episode three? Oh, maybe. Maybe that was just where he died. Like, almost maybe, died. And maybe, he was like, this yeah. is my turf now, baby. Yeah, maybe he's like, this is where I'm. But sure. Still, I don't why? know, but why? But also, like, Okay, you've had your arms and legs cut off and you've been burned like over your whole body and barely survived. Yeah. Where's the last place you want to build a summer home? <laughs> Probably where that happened. Yeah. Um Well, Anakin is a he's he's very self-sabotaging though. He is. You know, he gets closest to the things that will hurt him. <laughs> um here's a question, yeah. uh, a nitpicky question I'm ready. that I don't actually know the answer to, so it Ooh. might not be a real thing. Okay. Uh Similar to why is that lava castle there, uh-huh. uh, which now that I think about it makes it sound and look more like Bowser's castle. Um, <laughs> lava castle. It's just lava everywhere and there's not a fucking castle. And yeah. What's the point? Well, Darth was protecting a peach. <laughs> Shout out to Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Mario, but your peach is in another <laughs> castle, and oh, I don't think you really want this peach anymore. And honestly, I, I did something to it, and you don't want it back. Honestly, Mario, you might want to let this peach go. It's me, Bowser. Call me Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> Mario. It's 
It's a me, Bowser. Bowser. Oh. Mario. Bogolet. Bogolet. <laughs> okay, so what was the nitpicky question? Uh, so it's a timing situation. Okay. So we, we see that uh, Jen or so, and I believe she says it's been 18 years since she saw her father. Yeah. It was when she got taken away. Totally. So we also have, uh, what we know about that moment is they started work on the Death Star. Right. At, before before Mads Mikkelsen ran away, they started work on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So the Empire has been around long enough for that to happen. Right. And there is like, it is the Empire. Uh-huh. Then we flash forward 18 years to now. And by the end of this movie, which presumably is a very short amount of time, we see <laughs> Princess Leia. Uh-huh. As an as a like as, a, as the adult, as like she, a twenty five year old. But I remember yeah. them characterizing Leia and Luke as being like late teenagers in the first movie. Oh, like he was like hope? a kid in a new yeah, hope. Like he was. I feel like she was like twins, maybe twenty. So they're the oh. same age. Mm, yeah, maybe he was. Luke was just stunted. Right. So, but <laughs> but so that brings up the question: Is you when you were talking about like him figuring out his identity <laughs> yeah, as Darth Vader? Yeah. I'm like, nah, he's been there a while, brah. Yeah, that's uh, by that's the time he true. shows up in this movie, he's You're been right. there for at least yeah, that's two true. decades. Yeah, maybe um, he's just kind of kind of like coming out as Darth Vader and he's Jesus trying Christ. to figure it out. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the the timing question I have is: How old does this mean that Leia is? Because this oh, implies yeah. that Leah would have to be older than Jin Erso, right? Yeah, because she was born at the end of episode three, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. When Darth Vader was born, also when Dar- Darth Vader became Darth Vader, <laughs> right? Uh huh. And then more than eighteen years pass mm-hmm. because Jin Erso was born, and then eighteen years passed. So yes. Leah must. I mean. Maybe the Empire was around for a few years and they started building the Death Star right. with Galen, like that. But but she can't be more than like twenty five. Right, right. And then that means Luke is twenty five. Did they start working on the Death Star at the end of Episode Three? Maybe. I kind of feel like that might have been one maybe, of the closing yeah, shots of the movie. Maybe, you know what? Yeah. That does okay. kind of change the timeline a bit. Yeah. That makes it, it tightens that's up. That's better. Bit. That's better. So <laughs> they they could be like. Is it the problem? Is I think Luke and Leia being twins is actually not a problem in this movie, but it's a problem this movie brings up. Luke definitely is coded much younger than Leia. Yeah, And maybe so. it's the, the weight of responsibility. <laughs> maybe, perhaps it's the carefree lifestyle of sniping womp rats and going down to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Right. I don't know what made Luke into Luke. But he certainly is a baby, and Leia is not. So Yeah, they didn't go know. over... I don't think they did. They talk about them being siblings until Return of the Jedi or before yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because I thought his return. In, yeah, because in Empire, he, he finds out that he's Darth Vader's son, but I don't yep. think he finds out that Leia's his no, sister. No, he doesn't. Because the they smooch, and it's still kind of like ooh, romantic tension, maybe. Snap. And then it was like, oh, incest. Well, that's fun too. Yeah, we'll just pretend that that never happened. Yeah. Well, they didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not that much to say on this one. Pretty airtight. Yeah, I would say about as airtight as that ship that Darth Vader stood yes, on the back yes, of and yes, looked yes, out yes, into yes, space yes, yes, and yes, nothing yes, happened. Yes, 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 yes. As I mean, shit, we that. know that that happens in airplanes because that literally <laughs> just happened to a woman in an airplane. Yeah, you get sucked out of there. Yeah. You Welcome to April 2018 where that happened in yeah. case anyone's wondering about this yeah, in the future. Um, maybe maybe uh, this was just a setup for force users can exist in space 
spoilers for The Last Jedi, Leia point. exists in space. Although... Maybe this was just them hinting okay. at Leia right, being let me, a... Let me, let me just stop for a second. Let me just stop for what you just said there. Okay. She doesn't just, like, exist in space. <laughs> she, like, survives being out in space yes. for a minute. But like, and then she flies doesn't like, like a just superhero. live in space. <laughs> that's true. That's she a good doesn't just like she doesn't. Just I built live. a home in space. It's for me, that's true. Leia. <laughs> I have space place now. That's not welcome to my summer home. Also, in space. Also, the other problem with that theory is that uh, in that scene where he's standing there with the thing, oh, there's, there's also a bunch of stormtroopers who they're force sensitive, baby. All the stormtroopers yep, are force sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. One of them is Kylo Ren. Oh. Oh, this is jumping way further yeah, than we thought. Jumping that's, all the sharks. That's exciting. No. It, the, the timeline of that makes zero yeah. percent sense. That's okay. Percent sense. Percent sense. Because at the point of this movie, <laughs> Han the, and Leia haven't even met yet. Yeah, oh no. That's the saddest part. Oh, it introduces time travel. What if this was the one that finally introduced oh time travel? God. The Star Wars universe. Oh, that that is what the Star Wars universe does not need. I don't know. No, I'd be no, pretty excited no, about no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please, no. Oh, the only reason that time travel is going to be useful at any time is if they eventually do officially kill off Yoda. We're going to need him to come back somehow. You you know he's dead, right? No, he ain't dead. He's not. He's. I mean, he's a force ghost. He's. He's just as Yoda as he ever was. But like somehow they force ghost kill Yoda. They go into the. Oh, they go I into th- the shadow realm and they banish him. Because if you die in the shadow realm, you die in real life. <laughs> like they they Dragon Ball style. Yeah. Like exactly. if you die, like in yep. the afterlife, you're just gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Oh, so yeah. if they get Yoda, if they get him, if like they that, get, get Yoda, get Shorty the, style. If the ghost of Darth Maul fights the ghost of Yoda in the shadow realm, hey, you know what? I'd watch that. Oh yeah, that, that's 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 but what the next be, Star Wars story is. It can't be is. canonically what happened to Darth Maul. <laughs> no, it can't. That's true. They'd have to erase. They'd have to. They'd have to make sure that's that that didn't point. happen. Oh, Unless no. you want to do Spider Darth Maul versus uh, regular. Yoda. I mean, I kind of do. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch and cheer for everyone involved in <laughs> what that if, fight. What if? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got Spider Darth Maul. Yep. We got Yoda. Yep. We got Count Dooku. Yep. Uh, oh. Yep. I hate him. <laughs> we got the Emperor. Yeah, we got uh, Anakin Skywalker. Sure, not Darth Vader. Oh, uh, we got uh, we got General Grievous. <laughs> yep, who is overlaps with the Spider Darth Maul. Yep, we got Jar Jar Binks, and we got uh, whoa, what Qui Gon Jinn? <laughs> Why is Jar Jar there? No, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh God, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought you knew. Um, I thought you knew. I thought you knew. I'm sorry. How does he know? I'm not a Jarhead like you. Oh, or jar Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I was about to make a Jughead joke and no, realized that the jug, movie with- like someone who's really into yeah. Jughead can't just be Jughead because that would be Jughead. Are they a Jughead head? A Jug Jughead head? A Jug Jug a Jughead head head. No, what if they were a Jughead Jughead? What if they were a, a Juggalo Jughead head? <laughs> a, a Juggalo Juggalo Jughead head. Oh my god! Okay, that's my Halloween costume this year. Is I'm going as Jughead, but as a as a as a juggalo, as a juggalo. who's whoring himself out. For, 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 I'm a gigolo juggalo Jughead. I'm a gigolo juggalo Jughead. That uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And like, it's also one of those costumes where explaining it's almost more fun than wearing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's most those are the costumes, best ones. But mm-hmm. um. Oh my god, that's good. Asia and I like to say, like, we like to imagine. Uh, we have a recurring bit where we imagine being a comic book collector who's like really into Jughead. Like, <laughs> hey man, you see the new Jug? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, new jug just came in, man. <laughs> You're not even going to believe it. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I didn't expect it to be funny when you said, we've got this bit where you're a comic collector that's in a jughead. I was like, I'm ready for this to be disappointing. <laughs> and then it was really funny. Oh, well. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that home. I'll let Asian know. Yeah, tell her. <laughs> Maybe I'll convince her to finally come on another episode. Who knows? Who knows? Asia. This is, uh, I think, the 10th one now? Yeah, it wow. is. Number 10, baby. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, wow. That turned me. into Cartman, and it's I didn't care Maggie for it. It's me, Parker. No, baby, no. What? No, I'm turning into Prankshley Simpson. Oh, Prankshley. <laughs> Welcome back. My accents all blend together. They all, they're all basically like offshoots of Prankshley. Yeah, it, she's my core. How dirty How dirty are they? Not not as dirty as <laughs> Prankshley Simpson or more dirty than Prankshley Simpson. That's yeah. like the entire range you have. I'm really sorry that I invented a character that's name is so hard to say. You know, frankly, George Lucas should be saying that <laughs> to us right now. The, yeah. Bringing it all back to, yeah, to, the, that, to the movie we're talking about. <laughs> Computer, let's do another context. One of these characters is imagining the whole thing. Who is it? Did we do that last time? No, we did. Uh, we did unreliable narrator last time. <gasps> oh yeah, which in which we did talk about imagining. Okay, right. I think I think an unreliable. I think there's a there's a question of intent. I think unreliable yeah. narrator is like they don't. Uh, they they know that what's happening isn't necessarily real, but that's like the story they're choosing to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is, what if a character's imagining the whole thing? So they probably don't know uh, that they're being an unreliable narrator. This yeah. is just like, this is their vision of what's going on around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So I always go really dark places with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but that's always... Yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty bro- common. Yeah. So my first idea is it's uh, Galen Urso. Uh, from the moment uh, that he sort of hides Jin and they get taken away and he goes and works on this thing that's where it cuts like everything that happened before that is true and happened Uh, but after that it's his wishful fantasy about like my daughter isn't dead Saul found her she is becoming this hero reluctantly she gets my message it's great I you know, I die in her arms and I tell her how much yeah. like all of that. The problem is that he dies no, in the middle of no, the no, movie. No, no, no. I think that actually fits really well because, <laughs> because you can tell from the way he's characterized and the way he talks is he's very guilty. He feels terrible about having to yes. help the Empire. Absolutely. And so his his absolution, his like the only thing that's getting him through it is the idea that he's placed this sort of like little quote unquote Easter egg. That's what I'm calling it. Into the Find Death Star. <laughs> Ready, Ready Rogue One. one. Ready, Rogue One. <gasps> Ready, Rogue One. Whoa, they have to find the egg yeah. in the middle of the Death Star. <laughs> in the of the Death Star. I'd wa- I, um, I wouldn't watch it. I, I probably wouldn't watch it. I haven't um, watched Ready Player One. You're fine. Thanks. We'll, we'll talk about that in another, okay. we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, no, but so him dying in this sort of heroic fashion with his daughter sure, there and actually, or yeah, in, yeah. In, in, enable enabling himself to like not only make this sort of heroic sacrifice, but to do it in the presence of his daughter who he left behind and yeah. feels guilt about. Right. Yeah. I think and then he huge. sees her go on and save everything yep. and do exactly what he wanted. And then he wakes up at the end and he's like, oh, nope, I'm still working in this awful 
terrible facility for these terrible God. people. My daughter is probably dead. Nobody's coming for me. And yeah. my life is not only in shambles and meaningless, but more than meaningless, contributing to evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, he right. has the, the best thing. reason for escapism out of almost anybody. You're right, 100%. And, and another, to add to the death thing about that <laughs> yeah. being like, because if he survives, imagine he survives this whole thing and then somehow the Death Star plans don't get out and <laughs> he's just there. And yeah, it's like, shit, I'm alive thing. and all this stuff happened. It's better what for him happened? to die. Yeah, it's way better yeah. for him to die when he did uh-huh. and just hope that everything worked and out. And be like, I, I bet they got this, <laughs> but I did my part. Yeah, mm-hmm. which would... Yeah, and if it was in his imagination, it's like I died at exactly yeah. the right time for it to yeah. be okay. Yep, it's it's pretty Galen centric as yeah. far as his character gets what his character wants. Yep, from the resolution of them and of the movie, and he spends minimal, like very little time in the movie actually doing the thing that he's trying yeah. to avoid thinking about doing. That's true. We never he's see not even him actually. That much. Yeah, we never see him actually working on the Death Star. Right. The most because he doesn't want to think about that. Exactly. The most we see him interacting with anybody is when the bad guy like comes and kills all the other scientists and he like tries to stop him. Mm, yeah. And like, that's like the most workplace centric scene <laughs> in the movie. Everything I else is like, I could have used a little more like water cooler time with Galen or <laughs> so at the empire base yeah. building the death star. Like what's he up to? Who is it? Where's Michael Scott? Like, <laughs> let's get some Christ. gags. Come oh on. God. Star Wars. Yeah. Ugh. Star Wars. <laughs> hey, there it is. I don't like uh, it. So that's one option. That's um, a good one. Incidentally, can I just point out, do you know where Mads Mikkelsen is from? Because I can't remember off no, the top of my head. No, I don't know. He, whatever country he's from, uh, he's the he's that nation's equivalent of like Ryan Gosling, I think. Oh, cool. His yeah. facial expressions are so minimal. Yeah. But like, but they're good. he conveys a lot through. Oh, like, I love I mean, him. that's Hannibal to a T as you watch yeah. that show. And it's just like he makes the smallest facial expression that you're just like. It takes it from he's just a weird dude to like this dude is terrifying. Yeah. Also very charming. <laughs> so charming. So charming. Mm, Mads. Um, I'm mad about Mads. Yeah. And I think in this movie he does that a lot too. Where if you like watch his line deliveries, his his tone very rarely yeah. changes. Like his voice is pretty much at the same level. Uh-huh. And then like there'll there'll be the way he pauses. Like his pauses are very meaningful. <laughs> like, you know, like my daughter. Stardust. Stop, 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 he's like, stop. oh damn! Like that's yeah, that's damn. when I was like getting the waterworks going, mm-hmm. man. He's good. Mad about Mads. I'm mad about. I'd pay a nickel for that Mickle. That's so good. <laughs> I was like, what rhymes with Mickle that's, on the spot? That Mickle. worked really well. Thanks. I'm really impressed. Actually. I am too. Honestly, it was kind of a seat of the pants thing. They don't wow. usually work. Wow. Uh, so he, he I'd tickle he, that Mickle. See now that that's, that's less actually, good. No, Yours is better. But mine is no. Yours is like I'd pay a nickel. That's I'd pay a nickel to tickle that nickel. See, there you go. (laughs) We're just bridging the bridge that gap. I'd pay a nickel to tickle that nickel's pickle. (laughs) Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. We got there. Yeah, we we got there to that destination where I would pay five cents to touch Mads Mickelson's penis. Is what Uh, I'm saying to to tickle to tickle to caress to caress Mads Mickelson's penis. Sorry, Clive. Owen. Clive. Clive. Mads. Mickelson's pickle. <laughs> pickle. I would pay yes. A nickel From to now on, Mickel's pickle. No one. No one says penis on the show. Pickle. Pickle. It's pickle all the way. Pickle all the way. <laughs> My favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Christmas movie. Porn parody. Pickle all the way. <laughs> 
it's like a homesteading porn parody. Pickle all the way. Well, they're like p- pickling yeah. things. No, I, I don't know. Homesteading. I'm so sorry. Well, that's so that's my dark that's idea. That's so good. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I can't think of too many others that work better. I can't think of any that work better than that. I think so. All right. Sorry, Mads. Oh, man. So that, uh, that, that about does it. that context. So let's run through a few of the things we talked about today. Yeah. We talked about who, which characters or which character or characters might be imagining this entire movie. True. We went through uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's nitpicky mm-hmm. realism. Which is very fun. We talked about how to explain this movie to aliens. Yep. And last but not least... We are going to be able to remember it. No yep, problem. We're definitely going to remember the so first thing we did. Easy. 100%. No, the first one was Aliens. Oh, the first one was Aliens? I'm pretty sure. Well. We, we, the prompt for winning and losing came up and we didn't talk about it. Well, we're cutting that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, what was the last one? Gamification. Yeah, we made it. Gamification. We made it. We made a game out of this. Man, we have never once in ten episodes been able to remember all four contexts without like thinking really hard. That is the hardest part about this show. (laughs) It's surprisingly tough. (laughs) I don't understand what's wrong with our brains. It's four things. Yeah. Like if you told me four things to remember in an hour, I could probably remember them. Apparently, I can't. No. So I'm lying. Especially things that we're telling. We are the ones in control of this thing. We said them out loud and then talked about them at length. At length. Um, Well, but this has been another episode of Contextual Deviance. We talked about uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, fuck off. Um, uh, That's not nice. I didn't mean that. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we're in 10 episodes now. This is is a big thing for us. Um, if you've enjoyed the show so far, uh, please, uh, you know, let tell your friends, tell your family, tell your kids, tell your dog. Just yeah. let them all know about this show. Um, you know, if, if you want to leave some feedback for us, you can uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. or on iTunes or, or wh- else, however you interact with Apple's <laughs> podcast machine. You could subscribe to us there. A subscription would be great. Um, you know, it's free. Obviously, you just click subscribe and then yeah. new episodes come right to you. It's so easy. Uh, or drop us a line on Twitter at TextDeviance. Email us at ContextualDeviance at gmail.com. Just sort of give us some feedback. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it really would help a lot to know what you guys think. And yeah. also to maybe spread the word about uh, about our little about our little show. It's literally totally. just me and David. <laughs> it's and us. whoever we can get to come on the yeah. two times that we've gotten that to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of which was my wife. Yeah. So you know doesn't quite count my wife she came we live in the same place so oh yeah you moved in together yeah we oh yeah we finally moved in together <laughs> congrats on that yeah well it's only been nine years nice um yeah it's a hard-fought road yeah but you... we actually moved in together after six months oh dang uh it was just it worked out that way because of the uh, uh roommate situation sure, falling sure. Out. so we've lived together for eight and a half years now dang girl that's nuts that's a lot of nuts Fuck off. Um, so uh yeah thank you for listening uh david mr david got you do you have any yes. plugs you'd like to to bring up i've got the one very important plug i'm on another show called hypotheticast it's a it's somewhat of a comedy show it's somewhat of a thought show mostly it's a comedy show and it's about uh would you rather other hypothetical questions we play some games 
We ask some cues. We got some guests on there. It's a great time. Stop mm-hmm. by at Hypotheticast at, on all of the social media stuff. Yeah. If you care to look it up, you'll find it because it's the only one. Okay. Yeah. It's super fun. Uh, I, I like that show a lot. I Thanks. Like your, I, like your, I like your other show. Thanks. I mean, you know, kind of wish, uh, kind of wish, uh, kind of wish uh, you would only do my show, but I get <laughs> hey, it. You know, I get it. I can't. I'm, you know, some people are monogamous. I'm not. Podnonymous? No. Podnonymous sounds anonymous. like a thing, but no. That just sounds like not. anonymous, but like an anonymous pod podcast. In it. Yeah. Like I bet that's a show. Beautiful Anonymous, the Chris sure. Gethard show. Yeah. Yep. There it is. That's yeah. a good show. Yeah, it is. I love Chris Get Hard. I love Chris Getting Hard. Uh, fun insider information. I ran into Patrick from The Batman yesterday, and he oh, fun. he indicated that they are very close to finishing recording their <gasps> new album. They've got their new single out, uh, uh-huh. and yep. uh, yeah. it's super oh, good. Man, I'm so and excited. I, I have oh, heard at least one uh, as yet unreleased track, and Ooh. it was really good. God damn like, it! He played it. He played it on his cell phone in the backyard of my brother-in-law's house, <laughs> and like we're just standing out around while we're like grilling something, and it's like. He's out of his fucking phone speaker. It's like, this sounds so fucking good. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. They are um, getting it. They're doing so well. It's it's fucking hard to believe. Um, and so we're super grateful to them for uh, letting uh, letting us use their song Gun Tonic uh, as our theme. And then we'll be back with another uh, another contextual deviance. We'll announce what the next movie is during our next deviation, along with uh, some quick texts for how to watch whatever film we decide on. Uh, in the meantime, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? When does the lethal society check out the birth? Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!